0: Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills starters are set to see game action on Saturday in the preseason finale against the Chicago Bears. Let's get ready for it today on Locked on Bills. You are locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are, those of you who never miss a single episode. I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Well, folks, Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott announced on Thursday afternoon that Josh Allen and the starters will play on Saturday against the Chicago Bears. And so we've got some stuff to talk about here. Now, first of all, I know that some people are disappointed to hear that Josh Allen and the starters are going to play in the preseason finale. But you know how I feel about this. The best way to get ready to play football is to play football. And I'd like for the Buffalo Bills starters to be ready to play football in week one on Monday Night Football against the New York Jets. And based on what they showcased last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you'd love to take advantage of this opportunity to get them out there and play well and really feel better about the way the team looks going into the opener as opposed to that last exposure that you had to them. And so obviously you're concerned about injuries, you hope no one gets hurt, but I think this is a necessary step in getting this team ready. And the Chicago Bears, they're playing their starters. The Jets are playing their starters on Saturday. So it's not like this is some unprecedented thing that Sean McDermott's doing. He's doing what he feels is right to get the team ready to play their best in week one. And so let's talk about it. And folks, this will be our last conversation. Barring any big major news, this is our last conversation until the Bills play the Bears. And then after the Bills-Bears game, I'll be live immediately on Bleacher Report. And then, of course an episode of Locked on Bills. So a lot of content coming your way. But our next conversation, barring any big news, will be after the game on Saturday. So let's talk about the major storylines for the Buffalo Bills in this football game. And I think we're going to get some, or or, we got our last piece of clarity before final cuts are due very early next week. And so with that in mind, I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to those last few roster spots and you know who can really move the needle with a strong performance and so we'll focus a lot of our conversation around that today but at quarterback obviously I'm looking for Josh Allen to go out there and play well was really pleased with how Josh Allen threw the football last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers my gripe with Josh Allen as you know was pocket management and so obviously I'd love to see him manage the pocket better and not run into pressure and not allow so much pressure to get to him based on the way he moves within the pocket. And so I'm looking for growth there, but go out there, score a touchdown, and get out of there, right? Like, Wouldn't that be cool? The starters play. Josh Allen takes him on an eight-play, 80-yard drive, ending with a touchdown pass to Dalton Kincaid, and you go home and get ready for the Jets. Like That's what I'm looking for out of Josh Allen and the starters. Clean performance, execute, make some plays, be healthy, get ready for the Jets. Now, as for the other quarterbacks, I don't think we're going to see Matt Barkley in this game. I don't think we're going to see Matt Barkley for a while. And so I think you're going to see Josh Allen for a little bit, and then it's going to be the Kyle Allen show for the remainder of the game. And so obviously we're looking for Kyle Kyle Allen excuse me, to play well and run the offense and look comfortable. And we should be pretty complimentary of how that improved from his first preseason game against the Colts to his second preseason game against the Steelers. And so hopefully we get another performance from Kyle Allen on par with what he showcased against the Steelers. And we can all feel pretty good about who's backing up 17 for the regular season. At running back, I think there's a huge storyline, an absolutely huge storyline. And that's the arrival of Ty Johnson, And what that means for Damian Harris. We talked about this earlier in the week, but Ty Johnson's not some random addition here uh, late in camp, which you would kind of expect to happen. You know, you even saw the Washington commanders literally signed a punter just so that their punter Tress Way would have a break. And he played in the game and they cut him like those are the types of moves you typically see later in the preseason. You're just trying to get through it. I don't get that feeling with Ty Johnson who's been on an NFL roster since 2019 has been a 4 face special teamer has caught the football a little bit has been that like a third running back for the Lions and Jets over the last several seasons and I don't think he's as good of a player as Damian Harris but Damian Harris has some knee trouble right he's had knee soreness he's missed a lot of time here lately and you saw that happen with the Patriots last year and he got a very small deal this offseason from the Bills And I wonder if the team is worried about Damian Harris. And so with that in mind, what type of role does Damian Harris have? Will he play at all? And what does Ty Johnson showcase? Because I think there's an argument to be made that Ty Johnson, in terms of a backup running back, offers more than Damian Harris because of the pass-catching ability, the speed that he has, and the proven special teams track record that exists. And it just would not surprise me to see – Ty Johnson maybe bumped Damian Harris off this roster if there are indeed concerns over the knee. And of course, Ty Johnson can very quickly show this team that he can contribute on special teams and provide meaningful depth behind James Cook and Latavius Murray. And the other little piece of information there is Latavius Murray, I think, has really fell into good graces with this coaching staff. And I think he's going to have a meaningful role for the team during the regular season as the primary backup to James Cook. And so I am not sleeping on Latavius Murray and the role that he can have for the Bills offense in 2023. But the big storyline for for me here is Damian Harris, Ty Johnson, and what this game suggests to us about who gets to be that RB3 for the Buffalo Bills. At tight end, I think this is pretty much a straightforward situation. I'd be shocked if the tight ends that the Buffalo Bills carry aren't Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, and Q Morris, right? I think that's your group of three. I don't think Sternberger or Joel Wilson is really going to shake things up. And so I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of interesting storylines to look for at the tight end position. Other than we haven't seen, I don't don't think we've seen Dawson. He didn't play with the starters last week. And so our our first look at Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid and Josh Allen on the same football field potentially. But then of course, I'd love to continue to see really nice positive flashes from Dalton Kincaid. But like I said, just, cap that first drive with a touchdown catch from Josh Allen and go uh, go sit on the bench and let's get ready for the Jets. But not a whole lot there from the tight end position to be monitoring. At wide receiver, there's some very compelling stuff. And the Bills traditionally keep six wide receivers. And I think every year there's been a case for them to keep seven. I don't know that this year is going to finally be the year that they keep seven. And so I think it's a, a six wide receiver conversation. In fact, there's more precedent that the Bills would keep five receivers as opposed to seven. And so I think six is their number. And so you get yourself in this position where it feels like it's Justin Shorter versus Andy Isabella to be that six player. And I think there's probably some truth to that. But the X factor here is Khalil Shakir. And Khalil Shakir's had a little bit of an injury here lately. And I wonder if the ultimate play is the Bills cut Andy Isabella and then. He does the wait in the parking lot situation. They put Khalil Shakir on injured reserve and then sign Andy Isabella back to the active roster. You could see some roster gymnastics like that take place early next week. And so uh, I think that's a, a possibility. But you, you just you feel like you'd love to have both Shorter and Isabella. But if you keep six receivers and the first five are Diggs, Davis, Shurfield, Hardy, and Shakir, well, you got a math problem on your hands. And so I wonder if there's some roster gymnastics here. And um, other than that, if there's no roster gymnastics to be seen here, what do we see from those three players, Shakir, Isabella, and Shorter, that tells you which two you want to roster? Along the interior offensive line, Osiris Torrance. If he starts again, that's three starts in a row during the preseason. I think it's a bit of a of a understood situation that he's the starting right guard. I mean, Sean McDermott certainly hasn't come out and declared that. And I never expected that he would, but if he's out there again with Josh Allen, it's a strong, strong indicator after a bunch of strong, strong indicators that he's your starting right guard. And then I think from the interior offensive line perspective, I think it's going to be chalk when it comes to the active roster, Mitch Morris, Connor McGovern, Osiris Torrance, David Edwards, and Ryan Bates. Now I'm really curious to continue watching Nick Broker and Alec Anderson, who have both developed quite well. Um, Broker, a rookie, Uh, Anderson, a second year player, they've, they've really, Really played good football here in the preseason. And of course, I'd love to see that continue. And offensive tackle, Spencer Brown. Obviously, that's going to be a big storyline. Uh, Pittsburgh had some great edge rushers. There's not the same caliber of edge rushers for the Chicago Bears. And so you're looking for him to really maintain the width of the pocket, look under control, not look quite as vulnerable as he did last week. So I've obviously, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, attention on Spencer Brown and his performance. And then, of course, the depth. You guys have heard me talk about Ryan Vandemark quite a bit. I think it's one of the best storylines of training camp in the preseason. would will look for him to play strong once again. I'm curious if they give him some run on the right side. I think he needs it. I, I would do that. I would put him in there at left tackle when you take Dawkins out, but uh, there would be some reps that I'd be interested in seeing him get on the right side as well because there's a chance this is your third best tackle, and so I'd want him to be uh, ready to go on either side uh, should the need arise. And then, of course, David Questenbury. Can he look functional? Uh, We know he's really up and down. He's got experience in the league, but there's not been a whole lot of uh, positive play uh, when I watch David Questenbury for the Buffalo Bills, but ultimately it looks like Vandemark and Questenbury are going to be your two primary backup offensive tackles. Folks, I may have a beard, but I still have to shave, and you can't be having that neck beard or that cheek fuzz or else that just looks sloppy. And my go-to for a great shave at a great price is a razor from Harry's delivered right to my front door. I've really enjoyed using Harry's razors, and you got to check out their starter set. You can head to harrys.com slash NFL, and you can get a starter set for just three bucks. It includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, a weighted handle, foam shaving gel, and a travel cover. And Harry's makes skincare products as well that would give you the best shave you've ever had. They have creams, washes, and lotions that will keep your skin healthy, and hydrated, and the razors are sharp. The uh, the eighth shave with a razor is just as sharp as the first. Folks, there's no reason not to try Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, and they're offering a no-risk trial. So get the best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. You can get a $13 starter set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash NFL that's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. All right, let's get into my defensive storylines for the Buffalo Bills in this football game. We'll start with the edge rushers. And I'm curious here, do the Bills keep four? Or do they keep five? Rousseau's making it. Leonard Floyd's making it. AJ is making it. And then I think you have Boogie Basham and Shaq Lawson. Could they both make it? Yeah, I can see both making it. I think there's a good chance that only one of them makes it, and then you have Kingsley Jonathan and Cameron Klein, who have had really good preseasons, especially last week, and so I think you're going to see a lot of Basham, Lawson, Jonathan, and Klein in this game, and hopefully you can have some clarity about who you want to keep here, uh, especially between Basham and Lawson or both, and then from there, you probably want a couple of those guys back on the practice squad. This game will help give you that final clarity as to who that's going to be on the interior defensive line. I think this is a pretty straightforward conversation in terms of who's going to make this roster, but I would like to see Jordan Phillips, right? He's, it seems like he's practiced for about two weeks now. It would be nice to to see him get some game action on Saturday and um, see where he's at, right? I mean, you heard Eric Washington speak very glowingly of him this past week, called him a dominant player when healthy all right, let's see him out there healthy and make sure he's ready to go and, you know, command the role that makes sense for him in this defensive tackle rotation. And there's some some bodies there, right, between Oliver and Daquan Jones and Buda Ford and Tim Settle and Jordan Phillips. And um, you want to you get a good feel for where he's at so you know what type of workload it makes sense for him to command come the regular season. Now, obviously, all eyes are going to be on the linebacker position, the middle linebacker position. I'm very curious what the rotation looks like. We saw A.J. Klein eat into Tyrell Dotson's playing time last week. Does A.J. Klein start this game? Is it Tyrell Dotson again? I'm not sure if we see Tyrell Bernard. Uh, He didn't practice on Thursday. He's kind of been in and out this past week. Uh, Can he practice on Friday, play on Saturday? Not sure what the status is there, but you'd certainly like to see him at least play before you – Put him in there to start for your defense if he's your best option, and so this rotation will be fascinating. I mean, last week we saw Tyrell Dotson start the game and then come back in in the fourth quarter, and so what does that look like this week? You know, does it? Does it? Are they going to play better? If they play better, are we going to believe that there's a legitimate starter? I don't know. This is a really fascinating situation. I, I don't think the Bills have an NFL starting caliber player. It's peculiar to me that they would go through this entire process of moving on from Tremaine Edmonds and basically doing nothing. Uh, And you've spent time with Dotson and Bernard. It's not like you just added these players. Those are players that you've had time with to assess, to give you some level of understanding if they can do the job and you lose Tremaine Edmonds and this is where you're at. It's very, very strange to me. Would the Bills be comfortable with potentially this big of a hole in their starting lineup? Do they? potentially look at the middle linebacker position uh, as a decreased value and all the conflict that's put on middle linebackers. And you just try to get by and you want to allocate your resources to your roster in other places. I'm not sure here, but the plan is very, very strange to me. I'm hoping that we come out of Saturday feeling better about the the linebackers. I'm not sure that this exposure is really going to move the needle uh, strongly, even if they play well, just based on the way I perceive these players. The way these players have looked during camp and the way these players have looked through at least two preseason games to this point. I also have written down here at linebacker Dorian Williams, rookie, third round pick. I think he's had a really strong preseason. And, um, you know, I I look at this linebacker position in total, and, you know, Matt Milano is just a a very valuable member of this team. And you just don't want to imagine a scenario where Matt Milano gets injured, but it's a possibility. And because it's a possibility, seeing Dorian Williams play and continue to play well um, will give me more comfort uh, in the event that Matt Milano misses, misses any time because it looks like right now that your, your first man in is going to be Dorian Williams. At cornerback, obviously plenty to talk about here. Or is there? Is Dane Jackson the guy? Every indicator to me is that he's the guy. And then from there, is it Christian Benford? Is it Kyer Elam? Does it matter? Is Dane Jackson going to play all the snaps? Are they going to platoon? Who knows? But right now, the one that's playing the best is Dane Jackson. I know that's not what anybody wants to hear. Kyer Elam's a first-rounder. Didn't draft him to not be able to beat out Dane Jackson and Christian Benford, but I think we've seen enough of this competition play out to realize that, you know what? As much as we don't like that order, it's the order. It's the appropriate order. And I, I guess the silver lining is that you take some comfort in knowing that the Buffalo Bills are a football team that's going to play their best guys, and it doesn't matter how much they're getting paid. doesn't matter where they're getting drafted. The best guys are going to play. And obviously we wish that Kyer Elam would be the best guy, but I just don't know that he is right now. And so does the rotation look any different this time around? That's what I'm paying attention to. And then this slot thing just continues to have me twisted up, folks. I'm not going to lie. We know Taron Johnson's the primary slot player. Saran Neal, to me, based on everything I've watched through camp and preseason, he's the primary backup. Where does Cam Lewis fit into this equation? Last week, we saw Saran Neal and Cam Lewis on the field at the same time Cam Lewis played safety. Does he get reps in the slot? I still think Cam Lewis makes this roster. But how do they categorize him? It's fascinating to me. I've got a preliminary 53-man roster projection set, and obviously we'll do one of those before the final cuts next week, probably my Sunday or Monday episode. But I I feel like I'm going to have to have a spot for Cam Lewis, and I, I might have 11 defensive backs on that final roster projection when it's all said and done. And then at safety, I think it's certainly trending towards the four safeties that they roster being Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Taylor Rapp, and Damar Hamlin. I don't think Dean Marlowe is going to make it. If you want to categorize Cam Lewis as a safety, that's fine. They keep five. Kind of think of him as a hybrid type player. But is there anything that's going to move us off thinking it's Poyer, Hyde, Rapp, and Hamlin? I don't think so. Um, but the, the X factor here is Cam Lewis and how he fits into this entire equation. All right, folks, in just a moment, we're going to talk about the Bears. But first, August is here, and you know what that means, the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. All you do is one live snake draft. There's no waivers and no trades. And then Underdog sets your best lineup every week. So try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time—it's back and even bigger, with fifteen million dollars of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner. Last year, the team that won drafted their team in July. So, folks, there is no reason to wait around. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LockedOn to get your first deposit doubled, up to one hundred dollars. That's Underdog promo code. Locked on. Bills Mafia, let's get personal for a minute. Has anyone ever been caught skinny dipping? You know what I mean. When you dip your tortilla chip just barely enough to get a dab of salsa on it, it's okay. We've all been there. And sometimes it's not your fault. Most tortilla chips, they can't even handle a chunky dip without breaking right in half. But those days, folks, they're over. It's it's time to say goodbye to skinny dipping and hello to chunky dunking because Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are literally made to dip. They're strong and sturdy enough to handle the heftiest dips of guac, all seven layers of a dip, and every last chunk in that salsa. So say goodbye to skinny dipping and hello to chunky dunking with Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips, available at Wegmans in the chip aisle. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips, equipped to dip. Well, folks, the Buffalo Bills are facing the Chicago Bears on Saturday. They're going to play their starters. And so let's talk about some of those Bears storylines. Also, quick reminder, going live on Bleacher Report right after the conclusion of the game. And I'm going to be doing some live texting, uh, my thoughts on the game through the subtext community. So if you want to join the subtext community, check it out. There's a link in today's show notes to join. All right, so some things that are interesting with the Chicago Bears. Uh their quarterbacks are interesting to me. Obviously Justin Fields, their starter, year 3, big season for him. Um he's going to start and play in the game, but they have very intriguing backups as well. Uh PJ Walker who had some good moments with the Carolina Panthers, he's the QB2. Tyson Bagent, um out of, young player, rookie this past year out of Shepard, uh was a senior bowl guy. I'm interested to see what he looks like. I think he's had some good moments in the preseason and they've also got this guy Nathan Peterman, right? You've heard of him. He plays for the Bears. So I'm sure we're going to see him a little bit on Saturday. So their quarterbacks, all four of them to me are very fascinating. Uh running back, they've got um they've got Khalil Herbert and Deonta Foreman as their starters. That's interesting, but also fourth round pick Roshan Johnson, a lot of hype for him, a guy that they think can potentially be a starter one day. And so as the Bills defense is on the field. They're going to see good backs throughout, including once they get to Roshan Johnson, a really talented fourth-round rookie. At wide receiver, obviously, they they acquired DJ Moore. Part of that trade uh, with the Carolina Panthers, they moved out of the number one pick, and part of that deal was a couple of first-round picks and DJ Moore. So him playing for the Bears is interesting to me. But also, they got a fourth-rounder, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. You guys probably remember me hyping him up during our pre-draft conversations um, I like, him a, lot, I like him a lot, and so seeing him get some reps against Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford uh, is something that I'll be paying attention to and, you know, piques my curiosity. On the offensive line, they picked an offensive tackle in the top 10, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, and so we'll get to see him against Greg Rousseau. Those are going to be some good matchups, a really physical guy in Darnell Wright with good athleticism and, uh, you know, a budding star, in my opinion, in Greg Rousseau. Um, And that unit in general, uh, the Bears offensive line, very good run blocking unit. And so it'll be a good test for the Bills and their run fits and gap integrity and all that type of stuff. On the defensive side of the football, their defensive line is not a good group. One of the worst defensive lines in the NFL. And so because of that, I have pretty high expectations for the Bills offensive line to perform well. They do have a couple of rookies on that group that intrigue me. Uh, A couple of day two picks, very athletic guys that I thought were very inconsistent players in college, but Zach Pickens and Gervin Dexter, a couple of day two defensive tackles that I'm sure will get a lot of opportunity in this football game. And um, they got a lot of athleticism. I'll say that. I don't think they've been consistent performers throughout their career, but they got size, they've got juice. And so I'm interested to see what they look like. At linebacker, they got this guy, not sure if you heard of him, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, Yeah, that guy, he plays for the Bears. So that it's going to be weird to see, right? I mean, I haven't seen any of the Bears in the preseason, so I, I've not had a visual of Tremaine Edmonds in that uniform. So I guess Saturday will be my first chance to see that. Uh, but that's just going to be weird, right? Just that guy's been the starting Mike linebacker for the Bills for five years. And, um, you know, he didn't have a lot of fans when he was here. There was a lot of people that didn't love Tremaine Edmonds, but I feel like that might be shifting right before our eyes here as you see the Bills try to run this defense with AJ Klein and Tyrell Dotson. But, It's going to be weird seeing Tremaine on the Bears. I wish him well, Um, and it's going to be even weirder to see him playing against the Bills. They also have a rookie that's intriguing to me, a fifth-round pick out of Oregon, Noah Sewell. Uh, Noah Sewell, the brother of Penny Sewell, a superstar tackle for the Detroit Lions. Um, Sewell's kind of a throwback player, big thumper, burly guy, um, downhill player. I'll be curious to see what he looks like against the Bills. And they got a ton of young talent in their secondary. That's interesting to me. Uh, They took a corner in the second round this past year. Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami, who's a very physical player. Uh, Should be some good matchups with him and Justin Shorter, him and Gabe Davis, potentially. uh, You know, if Stevenson's running with the first team. And then a couple of of day two picks from last year. Kyler Gordon, a corner out of Washington that I thought had some up and down moments as a rookie. But uh, I think he's going to be an answer for them. And Jaquan Brisker, who looks like a star in the making at safety. And so some young talent in that secondary, not to mention, you know, Jalen Johnson out of Utah, uh, projected starter for them as well, who's still a young player in the league. So the Bears have had a lot of draft capital um, recently uh, with obviously the move back with the Bears and then, excuse me, the move back with the Panthers and then even some intriguing players the year before um, as they've overhauled their roster quite a bit even some young players on the on the edge and Dom Robinson and Travis Gibson that intrigued me a little bit, but kind of unproven players. So it'd be an interesting situation here on Saturday. Obviously, I'm looking for the Bills to play a lot better than they did against the Steelers in, in a lot of different areas. Looking for penalties to not be quite the storyline that they were. You know that Sean McDermott's done quite a bit here in the last two weeks of practice to uh, really emphasize not beating yourself. And so we'd love to see that translate to a game situation on saturday all right folks there you have it my uh primer if you will for bills bears saturday preseason football i'll be back again for you again right after the game on bleacher report and then of course uh my full breakdown on lockdown bills so a lot of content coming your way make sure that you are subscribed would love it if you took a second to rate review and share the podcast have a great rest of your day Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again after the game.